Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. I told you, I warned you on Monday's show, folks, the Bongino rule, please, please, I'm humbly and with the greatest of respect (laughs) asking you as loyal listeners and friends to the show and people I've communicated with on email, please do not report a perceived anti-Trump, anti-Kavanaugh, anti-GOP, anti-conservative, any story. You hear from the New York Times and the Washington Post until you've given it 24 to 72 hours. We now see the Kavanaugh story I discussed yesterday. New allegations against Supreme Court Justice (laughs) Brett Kavanaugh have now been thoroughly, completely discredited, debunked. Ladies and gentlemen, the story was a hoax. I got that. I've got this drone attack thing in Saudi Arabia from my old security perspective. Why this is a big deal. Also, I have for you another leak strategically timed from the intelligence community for a very specific reason that they're not telling you in this story. Mm. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hey, man. It's good to be back after being off, keeping everything up to snuff, you know, giving the listeners and viewers that high quality they want and deserve. Yes. Good to be here. Wow. That was intense, bro. Yeah, that was intense. <laughs> yes, Joe, I gave, we gave Joe. Joe needed to do some behind-the-scenes stuff yesterday. The dude, screwy schedule dude. this week. You all will see. We will, you like that? We will make I stuff did. up. Don't worry. I will not miss out on the story. But we do have a screwy yeah, recording schedule this week. Oh. And poor Joe's been a victim of it. Uh, one reminder to my book, the second book on the Spygate scandal, <laughs> Exonerated, comes out a week from today. On yeah. Tuesday, if you pre-order now on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, the story of the movie script and how they've done this all before against the Trump team and tried it against others, uh, you will get it probably on release date. So please check it out. Amazon and Barnes & Noble exonerated by me, Dan Bongino. Don't miss out. All right. Today's show brought to you by buddies at GenuCell. GenuCell, ladies and gentlemen, only two weeks left for the summer inventory clearance sale from Chamonix. Right now, when you order GenuCell's jawline treatment, you will get the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness free. That's right. Free today. Here's Beverly from Huntsville, Alabama, raving about the results with GenuCell. We get a lot of good emails about GenuCell. OMG, love this product. Saw a difference almost immediately and would recommend it to everyone if they have a problem with their jawline. All the GenuCell products are amazing. Time to stock up on the best skincare or try the luxury and effectiveness of GenuCell at the best prices of the year. You won't regret it. Ladies, gents, results guaranteed or 100% of your money back. No questions asked. And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less, GenuCell immediate effects is also free. My my mother-in-law's personal favorite. Order now and their legendary collagen builder is also free. Go go to GenuCell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com and enter Dan, Dan30 at checkout. That's three free gifts with your order. Only two weeks left, so order now. Go to GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. My mother-in-law loves this stuff. My wife loves this stuff. We are a GenuCell household. Go to Mm GenuCell.com, Dan30 at checkout. You will not miss this uh, you, you don't want to miss this a great deal. All right, Joe, let's go. Hey! I had a simulator ding, ding, ding yesterday. All right. <laughs> okay, first, as the New York Slimes uh, reported, we covered on Monday. I'm just going to quickly go over this because I've got a lot of other stuff to get to. New allegations against Brett Kavanaugh that he was uh, inappropriate with someone in a sexual kind of way. Uh, there are, let's just say what I said on Fox and French History. There is no new allegations against Kavanaugh. There is a Democrat affiliated lawyer, a guy named Steyer, who says he heard from someone that Kavanaugh may have done this thing, that the alleged victim of this thing says she has no recollection of it actually happening. Now, what's fascinating is this is all coming from a book, Joe, and they picked excerpts from the book to report on their New York Times story, right? Joe, question for you, because I didn't have an audience on Budsman yesterday. If you were going to print a story that this guy, uh, Joey Bag of Donuts, allegedly <laughs> exposed himself to this person, right? Yeah. If you're going to print, and there's a book written about it, do yeah. you think it's important to include the excerpt in the book where the alleged victim of this behavior says she doesn't recall the incident? I'm just throwing that out there to you. Do you think that's important, Joe? Dan, I think that that would be very, very important. Thank you, Producer Joe. You're welcome, uh, uh, Dan. Joe, you, uh, now, Joe, who is not a journalist by trade is apparently a better journalist than the sleazeballs at the New York Times who conveniently (laughs) left that excerpt out. I warned you on Monday's show, be very 
careful of this story. Now we see this editor's note, the New York Slimes having to humiliatingly, embarrassingly walk back another absurd allegation. Here we go. Editor's note, September 15, 2019. An earlier version of this article, which was adapted from a book, did not include one element of the book's account regarding an assertion by a Yale classmate of Brett Kavanaugh that he pushed his uh, into the hand of a female student at a drunken dorm party. The book reports that the female student declined to be interviewed and friends say she does not recall the incident. The information has been added to the article. Oh, gee, thank you. <laughs> thanks a lot yeah, for throwing that little nugget in there. Yeah, th- thanks a million. Well said, Joe. <laughs> thanks a million. Th- this are- Thank you to the listener, by the way, who sent this uh, vague pl- playoff. That's Jim Mora. Playoff? Playoffs? 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 Yeah. The incident? You Playoffs? We we need like a Jim Mora quote. Playoffs? This is really funny. It's like a good chip from it's Vegas. Cool. Playoffs. Folks, that was the key part of the story, that the alleged victim says she has no idea what anybody's talking about. You can't be an alleged victim when you're not alleging you're a victim. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I warned you yesterday. I covered this, uh, so we're going to move on. Uh, You're going to get a lot of this on the news today. And as you know, I like to get to the stuff you're not going to see on the news, too. So please, for the love of everything that's good, please apply the Bongino rule with these stories to avoid acting like the New York Times and have to constantly face plant. It's humiliating. Just wait 24 hours. The story will be debunked. Okay, moving on. So uh, Fox News is reporting on this really devastating attack happened over the week. Couldn't get into it yesterday. I had a stack show. This drone attack on the Saudi Arabian oil facility. Uh, Fox News, Stephen Soros, damage from our Iran-linked drone attack on Saudi oil facility captured in satellite images. The damage was significant, folks. Um, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. I just, I wrote about this in one of my books. I didn't, it's called Protecting the President where I write about the Secret Service and ways to fix it and some of the problems I see in the future. Um, It wasn't my best-selling book, but it wasn't designed to be. I wrote it as kind of a cautionary tale about ways we can fix things. And I really, I I did not, believe me when I tell you, I did not write this book as a moneymaker. My my lovely spouse can attest to that. I did not get a lot of money. I didn't (laughs) want a lot of money for it. I really wrote the book because I just wanted on the record that the agency I worked for is terrific. But there were flaws, and I think the flaws in some of what we do are not due to them. They know what the problems are. It's just due to politicians and bureaucrats who hover over them. So long story short, I warned about this drone problem. This drone problem is going to get worse, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to get dramatically worse. I'm not recommending some massive government intervention where we ban drones. Please, I give you my email, but that's not what I'm saying, period. That's it. I'm not saying that. I'm simply suggesting to you we are going to have to develop serious countermeasures to this problem. The military has some of them now, but some of their solutions are not practical in the civilian world. Here's a couple of issues we're going to have with this drone problem, from my perspective, having been on the inside when this first started. One is obvious. When I was an agent at the White House, if you had a drone break the security perimeter, mm-hmm. in contrast to, say, a ground break, a break on the ground, in other words, let's say, um, We'd be at the White House and without giving up security secrets, everything's, it's called a break. They'd say, hey, we have a break in zone, whatever. Mm-hmm. So what would happen? An agent or a uniformed division officer would go out, usually a uniformed division officer. They'd check out where the break or the alarm trip was. And you'd hear over the radio 999 out of 1,000 times, clear. A lot of times you'd hear clear, you know, wildlife, like it was just a squirrel or something like that. Mm-hmm. But okay. we would check it out. So, Joe, what's the issue with a drone? Well, the issue is obvious. Joe yeah. can cheat. He knows this because I've already discussed this on the show before. We can't fly. Yes. It's really hard to go check out a drone because we can't fly. It's not impossible. There are other technologies. You have binos. You have other systems, let's say, that can detect these things. But you can't just fly up to it and say, oh, don't worry. It's just a drone from some knucklehead trying to get a look at the White House. Right. So the fact that they're airborne alone creates an obvious security issue. The mitigation of the threat and determining it's not a threat is difficult because we can't get it. We need technology to get to it. We don't need for a ground-based threat. That's obvious. It's not breaking news here. Yeah. The other issue we have with this, but I say that, I know it's obvious, but I say that because when you see some people think about it, they leave that out of the mix that these are really hard to clear these threats. Because of that obvious fact. Now, secondly, (laughs) what's more important and not so obvious 
is the way to intercept these, because we can't fly to them, at least with, we need technology to do it. The yeah. way to intercept them is to find out the communication patterns and to interrupt them. A lot of these drones have to be communicated with an operator. Some of them, ladies and gentlemen, do not. That's the real problem I wrote about in my other book, uh, Protecting the President. That some of these now can go on a... Pre yes, they have yeah. pre-planned routes. Yes, yes. So there's no communication. So it's going to require some hard interception or some hard frying of their mechanics because there's no operator. The operator punches in the coordinates, boom, it goes. Folks, this is going to be a big, huge problem in the future. I, I think it was the, the what was it? Um, one of those uh, papers in the UK, one of the bigger ones, actually quoted my book and said, listen, this guy was on top of this. And I just say it as a warning to anyone out there who has a facility, a nuclear facility, an oil facility, um, financial facilities, other facilities that may become the targets of terror attacks. You really need to be looking into this stuff. There's some technology out there, some interception-based equipment. You really need to be on top of this because this is only going to get worse. All right, moving on, but an important story nonetheless. Um, the leaks, ladies and gentlemen, they just, I'm, it's, it's just so transparent what's going on. Um, in light of what happened last week with the latest leak from the intelligence community, that you know, we had to exfiltrate this Russian spy from Russia who was so valuable in the Russian collusion case in getting to the bottom of the collusion and the the effort to uh, to uh, impact our elections with Vladimir Putin. Right? Remember that story last week? I told you that was strategically timed. <laughs> yep. And that leak was strategically timed. Why, folks? The IG report is in. I discussed this yesterday. It's about to drop publicly soon. Maybe in the next few weeks. Maybe in the next month. When I get information on it, I will obviously pass it on. The report is in the process now of being declassified, meaning FBI officials, DOJ officials, and probably people some of them may be leaking to in the intelligence community are reading through Inspector General's FISA report now of the massive spying scandal on the Trump team and how they abused the FISA courts, Joe. And they are probably saying, oh, boy, they're probably saying, but playoffs, playoffs, <laughs> they're probably saying we are in a world of trouble. So what are they doing? Folks, please see through this stuff. This is what I'm here for. If you don't have the time to study this all the time, which a lot of you don't, you have lives, you're working for a living. That's what I'm here for. The leak last week of the source in Russia, they had to pull out of Russia because allegedly Trump burned them. False fake news story. That was done to give the FBI cover so they could say later on, look, this guy was so serious. Our source in Russia was so serious. We had to pull him out because we thought his life was in danger. Therefore, when we screwed up as the report, which is about to be released, is going to say, mm, my bad. Yeah. But it was very serious. Yeah. That was the purpose of that leak. There is a new leak that has just surfaced that I'm going to tell you what's really going on here. So we see it in Yahoo News. Now, very rarely do I use more than a few screen caps from one article. All right, I mean, I don't want to print the whole article, but I will put the article up in the show notes today, uh, although I hate to give them the clicks, but it's important you read this and understand what's really going on. Here's a piece by, uh, what is it, Zach Dorfman, Jenna McLaughlin, and Sean Naylor, rep re reporters. This is funny, Yahoo News. They're reporters now, right? Sure. Um, exclusive. Russia carried out a stunning, Joe, stunning breach of the mm. FBI communication system, which escalated the spy game on U.S. soil. Mm. Stunning. Astonishing. Overwhelming. Unprecedented. Now, yeah. let me get to first, and I will put this, tie this all together, what's really going on. <laughs> Try to contain yourself. I, I know you funny. know where I'm going with this, but I promise a lot of the liberals in the audience will be stunned by this because they think this really is a stunning okay. new leak. Yes. When I give you the date of when this actually happened, you're going to laugh, by the way. Here's what's really going on. The headline in this story is that we kicked out these Russian diplomats from Maryland and New York at the last days of the Obama administration. Oh, remember that? Yes. Obama told these told the diplomats, remember that, Joe? In yeah. Maryland on the Eastern Shore, not far from Joe right. in New York. Obama kicked them mm -hmm. out because of the right, right, the Russian plot to infiltrate and overthrow the election results. Obama was so mad Ooh. he kicked these Russians out. That was the original story. That okay. was the first leak, right? Yeah. Why are they changing the story now?
So the Yahoo news story, which is about that same incident, the brave Obama kicking the Russians <laughs> out from Maryland and New York because of their plot to, to tear up our election process and infiltrate yeah. it. Why is the story changing? Well, let's go to the Yahoo piece. The story is changing. They're hmm. trying to change it. So we learned from the Yahoo piece that on December 29th, the Obama administration announced it was giving nearly three dozen, three dozen Russian diplomats just 72 hours to leave the U.S. And it was seizing two rural East Coast estates owned by the Russian government. As the Russians burned their papers and scrambled <laughs> to pack their bags, the Kremlin protested the treatment and denied that these compounds, the DACAs, were anything more than vacation spots for their personnel. I'm not covering for the Russians. The crap yeah. they were pulling out of there was probably a really big deal. They probably were spying out there. But just to be clear, they're setting the stage. This all happened on December 29th. In the waning days of the Obama administration, something else happened right around that time, too. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't go. Ooh. Don't go anywhere. We will get to that and how the whole story is going to change. But let's continue with the Yahoo piece so we can set up the narrative. So now we know Yahoo's saying this was really serious. The Obamas found something, the Obama administration at the end of December. The Obama administration's quoting Yahoo, public rationale for the expulsions and, expulsions and closures, the harshest US, U.S. diplomatic reprisals taken against Ooh. Russia in several decades, was to retaliate for Russian meddling in the 2016 election. But there was another critical and secret reason why those locations and diplomats were targeted. Joey, oh, despite all the leaks, this Ooh. other secret reason we have not heard of until now, just today, they've leaked everything, including <laughs> Trump likes to watch uh, TV in his robe. Remember that story? Trump yep. likes to watch TV in the morning in his robe and drink yeah. Diet Cokes. Everything about Trump has been leaked and about Spygate that can damage Trump. But the real reason Obama expelled these diplomats, Joe. It's a secret until now. Wow. Ooh. This must be a bombshell by these reporters. Mm. It goes on. <laughs> yeah. Here's the, now they're setting up the new. Re Remember, the old reason was Russian efforts to interfere with the yeah. election. Why would they be changing this now? Here we go. Here we start to tell the new story. Okay. Again. It was a broad effort to try and penetrate our most sensitive operations, said a former CIA official. Gee, I wonder if he's connected to Brennan. Nah, no chance. Ah. Goes on. American officials discovered that the Russians had dramatically improved their ability to decrypt certain types of secure communications and had tracked devices used by elite FBI surveillance teams. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Officials also feared that the Russians may have devised other ways to monitor U.S. intel, including hacking into computers not connected to the Internet. Wow. <gasps> Mind-blowing, Joe. Oh. This is the new reason. Oh, Keep in mind the old, don't forget, the old reason oh. was the Russian collusion, Russian interference. So that reason served a purpose at the time. On December 29th, I'm going to get to that. Now we see the transfer to the new reason, and the new reason is this explosive Russian ability to decrypt all this stuff. Wow. Wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. Time out. Hold on. Oh, Penalty. There's a, there's a flag. Oh, Holding God. 10 yards. <laughs> Yahoo News. Yes. Replay first down. So here we go. About let's check out the date, Joe. Wait, hold yeah. on. Check out the date. Yes, sir. On when this new reason go moving on from the Yahoo News feed. You can read this all yourself. The compromise of FBI systems occurred not long after what? the White House's 2010? 2010? 2010. Did I read that? Hold on, let me read this again. <laughs> the compromise of FBI systems occurred not long after the White House's 2010 decision to arrest and expose a group of illegals. Russian operatives embedded in American society? Wait, wait just to be clear. Wait, wait, wait. It goes on. At the, this is great. Here comes. So now we know this happened in 2010. The yeah. expulsion happens in 2016. So they waited six years, I guess, after because God forbid, you know, you do it when it happens. Here we go. Here comes these reporters. Listen to them. This is just a, this is a work of art by them. This is just amazing. Just a few months after these illegal Russians they're talking about pleaded guilty in July of 2010, the FBI opened a new investigation into a group of New York-based undercover Russian intel officers. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. These Russian spies, the FBI discovered, were attempting to recruit a ring of U.S. assets, including Carter Page. Here we go. Oh. Tie back Trump, an American oh. businessman who would later act as a foreign policy advisor to Donald Trump's 2016 presidential election. Oh. This is it's a, it, Listen, for ladies... Oh. I really, I mean, oh. I have to almost applaud you on the, on your stupidity. I mean it because you think we're dumb. You really think we're stupid. So just to be clear, old narrative was, and they're hiding. I still haven't told you what they're hiding. There's a reason. Because if you don't get the backstory, what they're hiding will make no sense. The old story was on December 29th, right after Obama left office in 2016. Man. He expelled these Russian diplomats because they're trying to interfere in the election. We find out when we get to the end of the piece that the allegations actually surfaced six years earlier. Nothing was done. But they surfaced after they started investigating this Russian spy ring. And Carter Page, Trump guy, had something to do with it. Notice a key fact, Joe, they leave out. I... I, I'm going to guess you already know, so I'm not going to put on the audience on Buzzman hat okay. here. But the key fact they leave out of that Carter Page piece is that Carter Page was an informant for the FBI in that case. Yes. He was helping the FBI. He was helping them get these by the Buryakov case. Carter Page was an FBI informant in that case. They leave that out conveniently. Because they're not real report. We get that. But they're trying. They're trying again to say this. Now I'll give you it. I'll tie it all together. And I'll tell you what they're really hiding. They're trying to suggest that the 2016 removal he spies wasn't just due to Russian interference. But it was really due to this Russian spy operation that was so serious. Yeah. And that Trump people had a lot to do with it. And therefore, that's what we should really have our right here. Yeah. Really keep your right. eyeballs on it. What are they hiding? Let's go to this Washington Post piece. This is just fascinating. Thank you. Very good. Nice. I like how she times this. Washington Post. <laughs> I love how Paula puts the label. Democracy dies in the darkness. <laughs> You guys are the darkness. Are you kidding me? Washington Post, Carol Edding, May 16, 2019, and Rosalind Helderman. Judge orders public release of what Mike Flynn said in a call to the Russian ambassador. What does that have to do with this story? Well, let's put up a little portion of that Washington Post piece. Well, in the December 2016 call, Flynn urged that the Kremlin not get too riled up about U.S. sanctions that President Obama had just announced against Russia and to give Trump time to take office. That conversation, December 2016, intercepted by U.S. intel, raised grave concerns about Russian secret and frequent contact with Trump allies and advisors during the campaign and before his inauguration. Wow. So now we know a few things, Joe. We know that yeah. the Yahoo News, the alleged journalists out there, are very concerned about the IG report that's about to drop very soon. Mm -hmm. We also know they're very concerned that the original story the media told that these Russians were kicked out mm. right around December 29th, that we can't go with that original story anymore. Mm. So we have to go with a new story. And the new story is the Russians were spying on us and we found them and Trump people, Carter Page was involved. Why are they flipping? the script they're flipping the script ladies and gentlemen and if you're a regular listener you already know because that kicking out of the russian diplomats that expulsion by the obama administration conveniently took place right around the time national security advisor mike flynn the appointed incoming national security advisor uh -huh. by donald trump had taken a brief vacation overseas to the dominican republic mm-hmm Mike Flynn was a noted Obama administration enemy on Iran policy, wasn't an enemy of the United States. He was an enemy of the Obama administration. The Obama administration couldn't stand him. Mike Flynn was a patriot, saw the writing on the wall, was a known enemy of the Obama administration. They had targeted him as far back as 2015 in a spying operation. Mike Flynn was the incoming national security advisor. They had to get out. Mike Flynn knew a lot of what was going on behind the scenes with the Obama administration. He is the one guy, the one guy Obama warned Trump about personally because he was afraid of what Flynn knew. 
Now the IG report about this Pfizer thing's about to drop. And all of a sudden we get a, hey, look over here about that December 29th expulsion. Ladies and gentlemen, why did it really happen? That expulsion happened not because of Yahoo's new uh, chimerical made up fake news reason. It happened because they waited for Flynn to leave the country knowing when they kicked these Russian diplomats out that Flynn as the incoming national security advisor was going to have a conversation with the Russian ambassador Kislyak. They waited for him to leave the country for his guard to be down. Of course, they were monitoring him and spying on him. And the circumstances of that, by the way, are not as clear cut as even people think. Don't be quick to blame it on unmasking. The open question is, was there a Hmm. FISA on Flynn too? They waited for him to leave where he wouldn't have access to a lot of those secure comms, where he wouldn't have some of the access to his security network he would have had. And they monitors his phone call, monitors his phone, monitors his phone call, getting him to talk about this on those lines for the sole purpose of using it later in either a Logan Act violation, which was proposed by Sally Yates, or when she went to the White House and suggested there may be a Logan Act and blackmail problem, or... They were going to use it later to get him on a false statement charge to the FBI. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a setup. It was an obvious setup the whole time. That expulsion was done because they wanted to create some turbulence within the Russian security community and political and diplomatic community to get Flynn and other Trump people on the phone to talk about it, to advance their collusion narrative. That's why Yahoo News is spinning the story now to say, no, 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 it wasn't about that anymore. Mm. They're trying to get out ahead of it, just like the New York Times was. You dig? Joe, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Bunch of Yahoo. That's exactly yeah. what they're covering up. <laughs> yes, Huh? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, Daniel. Do you I'm sorry, but you cannot yeah. trust the media anymore. No. I, I, listen, Jeez. I I def, we need a free media. I'm not suggesting any political intervention, but in the free they are free to be free and they are free to be stupid, but they assume you're stupid too. Please translate what is out there right now. It is critical. You have to learn to translate this stuff. These oh. leaks are being done to distract you. Look, squirrel. Mm-hmm. We kicked out the Russians because of an encryption scam and Carter Page. No, we kicked out the Russians to blackmail Mike Flint. And you may see something like that surface. That's what's really going on. All right, I've got a stacked show today. I've got a critical article about Why Democrats really want universal background checks? Well, the article covers that, but I want to tell you what's really going on. I've also got um, a story about this NBC framing of of a... I'll get to it. Don't go anywhere. This is important stuff. It just goes to show you again how people frame stories to get you to believe something that's absolutely not true, but it's an important story. But don't miss the universal background checks thing. All right, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. There it is. The best nutrition supplement on the market right now. It's my bottle, Foundation. I have a couple of these. I haven't opened yet. I got a couple more inside. Foundation by Brickhouse Nutrition. What is this? Why do you need this? This is a creatine ATP blend. Folks, this does three things for you. And I always ask, don't take my word for it, please. I'm I'm not making that up. That's how confident I am in this product. This creatine ATP blend will make you look better, feel better, and perform better. You don't believe me? Take the Dan Bongino mirror test. Go give yourself a look-see in the mirror. You don't have to take pictures or anything, you know, if it's weird or whatever. Just take a look. Take a mental snapshot of what you look like. Give it about seven days for the product to work foundation. It's available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Give it about seven days to load, sometimes four or five, but just to be fair, give it about seven days. Give yourself a mental uh, snapshot in the mirror again seven days later. You're going to be like, darn, this stuff really works. Your muscles will look bigger. They will look better. You will look more toned. This is a terrific product. I can't recommend it highly enough, but that's not it. You will perform better in the gym. You don't believe me? Go take a training log with you. Write down your numbers, push-ups, bench press, squat, burpees, whatever you're doing. And then come back seven days later after the creatine cycle and the ATP that loads in your system. Give it about seven days. Look at your numbers. It is that good. I can't recommend this product enough. It is the best supplement I've ever tried. They were one of my original sponsors. I love them. Foundation available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Do not lose this opportunity. Look better, feel better, and perform better today. Go check it out. Pick up Foundation. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. This is worth your time. Okay. Um, quick story before I move on to the, the 
gun story. I wanted to get to this last week. There's an interesting piece by Joseph Sternberg at the Wall Street Journal. And uh, I know I'm going to get some backlash on this story, and it's okay. Um, I'm not here to lie to you. I'm here to tell you what I believe the economic truth is, the financial, fiscal, and monetary truth in the future. And some of that bothers you. That's not my intention. My intention is that we to, to tell you that we can solve these problems, as I discussed on yesterday's show with that economist story, with a flowing, growing, productive economy. We can solve some of our debt issues. But we have to recognize we have a problem first. And there's a lot of this see no evil, hear no evil stuff. So the Sternberg piece is a good one. How do you tax a baby boomer? A smaller labor force will force the tax man to turn to consumption and wealth to fund old age benefits. Here's the core of the story. There are three takeaways and three worries I have um, that I want you all to be aware of. Social Security, ladies and gentlemen, and Medicare are currently eating up 50% of our budget, and it is going to be a lot more in the future as our population ages. This is a significant problem. Before we just to put it in perspective. Because people are confused sometimes about how much money we spend federally and what we spend it on. People think that safety net programs, welfare and others, although we spend a lot too much on these programs, they think that's the overwhelming portion of the federal budget. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not. Those safety net programs are only 9% of federal spending as of 2017, where we have more full, complete data sets. Hmm. Keep that in mind. Less than 10% of, I'm not, it's already too much. But I'm just trying to give you some perspective on our debt and deficit problem, how bad it is and where the money's being spent. Our safety net programs, things like the income tax credit and others, are only less than 10% of our federal budget. Defense spending. People think, you talk to liberals, they think, Joe, that's 90% of our federal budget. Yeah. Oh, we spent all the money on defense. No, it's <laughs> 15%. Are there trims we can get there? Productivity enhancements? Sure. Cost savings? Of course. Nobody can be exempt. We're in a we're looking at a fiscal apocalypse if we don't fix our debt situation. Folks, healthcare, Medicaid, Medicare, S chip, and others, Obamacare is 26%. Itself. It's almost double what we spend on defense. Ooh. Social security is 24%. The drivers of our budget problem are these entitlement programs. We have to fix them. We don't have the money. I've given you my suggestions. I'm not going to leave you out there stranded. I don't suggest any changes for people who are 55 and older because they were made promises by our government, which is us. Our government our government failed these people, lied to these people, took their money and spent it and flushed it down the toilet bowl. But I just want you to understand there's no trust fund. The trust fund was taken and spent. Having said that, people 55 and younger, we have to look at changes. Now, the Sternberg piece addresses three possible changes and only three options right now. The options to pay off this growing entitlement, uh, basically the burden we have to pay these off. There's only three ways to pay it. Number one, because the workforce is shrinking because people are aging out of the workforce, we would have to tax working people more. Folks, there's no other way. The workforce is shrinking. Baby boomers are aging out where they won't pay taxes anymore, but they'll be net recipients of tax dollars through Social Security in many cases. Not some, not all. Some will still pay capital gains. Others, real estate, local taxes and things like that. But the one of the solutions will have to be to tax working people more. There's no other way on the tax front if you're going to base it on income taxes. On income taxes. The second way, we can look at a consumption tax. Folks, I'm not suggesting any of these, by the way. I'm suggesting the third way, which we haven't gotten to yet. But folks, the irony of a consumption tax, which I discussed yesterday as well, is a tax at every level of production. It's basically a monstrous yeah. sales tax on you, the consumer, is that who does a consumption tax affect most? The poor mm -hmm. and the middle class, because consumption as a part of their income is a higher percentage. What they spend on food and clothing is a far more significant percentage of their income than what wealthy people do. Again, I addressed that yesterday. That would be a regressive middle class tax to pay off these entitlements. In that pool of number two solutions. Yeah. <laughs> is a wealth tax. A wealth tax. Who would a wealth tax affect? If a consumption tax would hammer the poor and middle class, who do you think a wealth tax would attack the most? Folks, who's wealthier as a group of people? Our baby boomers are 20, 30-year-olds. Just a guess. I'll throw that out. I'll give you a second to think about that. Hmm. The wealthy, obviously, 
as measured by a group of people based on just a chronological amount of time in the workforce are our older Americans because they've accumulated more wealth because they've worked longer. This is not hard to figure out. So if we're not going to do an income tax, the number one solution, the second solution is a consumption tax. In that body, well, in the consumption tax, we may have to do a wealth tax too, which would ironically take away the very same money we're giving to seniors as the social security benefit. What good is that? We'll give you $100 more a month in your benefit. We're going to tax you 200 more. How does that help? And the answer is it doesn't. Of course, there's a third way. Folks, we are going to have to do something to reform these entitlements for people 55 and younger in the future. There is just no other way. If you're going to tax the working class more, you're going to get less work. Everybody knows this. Any basic econ 101 student, you tax something, you get less of it. You're going to tax consumption more. You're going to get less of it. You're going to hammer the middle class. You're going to tax wealth. You're going to hammer the same seniors you think you're helping. Third, you're going to tax entitlements. You're going to cut. You have to, you have to do something to cut entitlements. You have to either make them personal accounts. You're going to have to give uh, people some kind of a, of, uh, a personal healthcare system and without third-party payer problems of government. There is no other way. When we recognize that problem, we can finally fix it. Ignoring it is doing absolutely nothing for us. All right, I want to get to this story about universal background checks and this NBC story too, because it's really got me infuriated. Finally, our last uh, sponsor of the day, NetSuite. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. But the problem growing businesses have that keeps them from knowing their numbers is their hodgepodge of business systems. They have one inventory system for accounting, uh, excuse me, one system for accounting, another for sales, another for inventory, and so on. It's an inefficient mess. We use NetSuite here at Bongino Inc. in our house. We have to. We'd be lost. Taking up too much time and too many resources, and that hurts the bottom line. NetSuite by Oracle is the business management software that handles every aspect of your growing business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow your business. Save time, money, and these unneeded headaches. You don't need them. Go to NetSuite. Manage your sales, finance, your accounting orders, and HR instantly right from your desktop or your phone. Check it right here. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you this valuable insights with a free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash Bongino. If you own a business, please check this out. Support our sponsors. They want to be here. That's netsuite.com slash Bongino to download your free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your profits. Netsuite.com slash Bongino. Folks, thousands of best-known brands and the fastest-growing companies are using NetSuite now to manage their businesses. And now it's available to you netsuite.com slash Bongino. Please check it out. Okay. So I saw this story at IJ this morning about universal background checks with the Democrats. And as always, we should be asking ourselves, why, 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 why do they want, uh, quote, universal background checks? Uh, top Democrats tell Trump, gun bi- uh, tell Trump gun bill must include universal background checks. Have you thought this through why they really want this? Ladies and gentlemen, the overwhelming majority of firearm purchases in the country, overwhelming, are background check, uh, uh, background check firearm purchases from either firearms dealers or gun yeah. shows. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a gun show loophole. There's no gun show loophole. If you buy a firearm at a gun show in a private sale, like you would outside of a gun show, then there is no legal requirement for a background check. That is not a loophole. That's the actual law. Now, folks, what are they really looking for with universal background checks? Have you thought about this? Folks, what they really want is a gun registry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if, think it through. Why are the folks so few of the illegal firearms on the street causing this carnage and in, in Chicago and big cities elsewhere? Street crime, uh, these, these, uh, these, Targeted violent shooters. Mm-hmm. The overwhelming majority of these firearms are bought illegally, meaning a law about background checks will not impact. It. Criminals don't care about the law. Newsflash. That's what makes them criminals. So if you have to ask yourself, as I do every morning when I wake up, well, what are the liberals really trying to do here if they understand that a system of, quote, universal, because nothing's going to be universal, background checks, what are they really trying to do? Ladies and gentlemen, liberals have wanted a registry of firearms for years. They want a list. 
Joe, why do you think they'd want a list? Hmm. I'm just throwing this out there. See if you, if you, uh, why do you think about, liberals would want a list of gun owners? Something about getting your guns, I think. Something like that. Ah, mm-hmm. ah, the verdict is in. Armacost is right. Oh. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be right, Joe. Yeah. That's why yeah. I missed you yesterday. There you it go. shows it's not the same. Uh, thank you, Daniel. Of course. That yeah. way, when the liberals institute their new bans, which will start with, as Beto said, he's, Be- Beto's, uh, you know, Robert Francis Beto, O'Rourke oh. wants to take your guns. He's a hell yeah, we're going to take your guns. Ladies and gentlemen, it will not stop. You think this is going to start at rifles, sporting rifles? You think this is going to stop at shotguns? This is going to be every firearm in America. And the only way they can do that is by creating a list, because think about it. Ladies and gentlemen, I own firearms. Um, I One of them I think uh, I, uh, I transferred, of course, legally uh, to my brother one time. We were both secret service agents. I had no need for it anymore. It was him to me. I forget. But the fact that the government loses track of that and that they don't know and they can't get a registry of who owns it, that drives them crazy. Mm-hmm. They want to know everything. And the reason they want to know everything is because what Beto said. Remember, don't believe, Beto has fully pulled away that we now know we see the wizard. Mm-hmm. The curtain's been pulled back. They want your firearms, but to get them, they need to know they're yours. And the universal background check system they're recommending is really a backdoor to a gun registry. Ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake. Learn to see what they're really doing. There's ne- it's never what they say they're doing, the Democrats. You can't trust them. Okay, uh, two more quick ones. This NBC story is really infuriating. I, I just want you to, to quickly put this up to show you how framing works. Framing works because uh. if you don't understand how to see through the framing, you get nailed by these stories too. So I see the story in NBC about this transgender uh, cafe worker was fired after kicking out a conservative activist. The conservative activist was with the Nebraska Family Alliance, a quote, pro-family, I love how they put that in quotes, pro-family lobbying group that campaigns against LGBTQ rights. So by reading the headline of this story, what's the assumption you walk away with? Yeah. That this the trans individual in question, transgender person, mm-hmm. was fired because they were transgender. And this dastardly mm-hmm. conservative activist walked into this place. What's the name of this place? Uh, some kind of a cafe espresso shop. So the conservative activist by, was a, a woman by the name of Marilyn Sinek who works for the Nebraska Family Alliance. Here's what they don't tell you in the story. Number one, the owners of the place have already come out and said, hey, we're really liberal. Like, we just want you to know that. Like, we're liberal. Yeah. Joe, the woman who walked into the place sat down and was immediately confronted by this transgender person who comes out. The woman does nothing wrong. Keep in mind. There is no account to this story that says what? So mm-hmm. the, the woman, the conservative that walks in, says nothing to this uh, transgender person. Nothing. But I'm not mentioning it because I don't want to give the... because And then they make them martyrs. There's a reason I'm doing this. Okay. And the transgender employee walks up to this woman who's done nothing, said nothing. She's a regular customer. And says, quote, I thought I recognized you. You should get the F out. And never come back. Oh, the lady does not. The woman, the conservative act does nothing. All right. So instead of the real headline being employee fired for being dishonest and rude to a customer, a paying customer, the headline becomes, and it's framed in a way to make you believe uh, that yeah. the, the transgender person was fired because they were transgender and the person was a conservative activist. That's not what happened. The headline of this story is very simple. It has nothing to do at all with this person being transgender. Mm -hmm. This is a non-story because the real story is rude, obnoxious employee treats paying customer like garbage, cusses at them and threatens them and gets fired. Mm -hmm. But that's not a story in the liberal media like NBC. So it has to be framed this pro-family person dared to walk in and this brave transgender person confronts her and throws her out. Yeah. Nonsense. This is how we get Total worked. nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. This is a simple story, Joe, yep. about an obnoxious human being who treated someone else like crap in a business with a paying customer and got canned. End the story. Yep. Thank you. Moving on. There's nothing more to report. That is the story. 
My gosh, they have to always spin this stuff. It's outrageous. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Joe, you know if the roles were reversed. And this was a, uh, you know, MAGA location with a guy and a a liberal walked in and the liberal said nothing and sat down and paid. And a MAGA hat wearing owner walked out and said, you need to get the F out of my place. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. The media be all over. Deranged, lunatic, Trump psychopath confronts. (laughs) brave liberal active it's such bs it's pathetic stories make that was me a good sick. point i though, saw that one that was really good because a yeah. lot of times you don't know you're getting worked you don't understand the framing of a story and how how it sets you up no and that was that was good i mean but you, people have to know that you don't even know it people don't know you know it. why they do this though joe yeah. they do it because they know and it's not your fault i'm not knocking the audience i'm not no, believe no, me don't no. take this the wrong way because i do this too sometimes in the interests of expediency, because we all have busy lives. My show mm. prep takes a long time. Yeah. I don't read every single story I see on Twitter. I can't. There's a, a quadrillion stories out there. They know, Joe, that most of us won't read past the headline. <clears throat> yes. And they figure that by the time that, like what happened in the Russia story, when you find out that three quarters of the way down in the piece, this happened in 2010. Yes. But it's the same way here. As long as the headline is, trans person fired they're like oh my gosh this is crazy I'm just brave they know yeah, it man. and it's really a shame but it takes people like us to go out there and debunk this nonsense every day yes yep all right my last story of the day but an important one i wanted to cover this last week but again stuff you haven't heard in the mainstream media uh because what happens in california ladies and gentlemen is is typically an incubator for liberal policies that'll happen elsewhere i saw this in the blue state of Maryland when I lived there. You'll see these policies that start in blue states sound utterly ridiculous. They wind up passing a big controversy in Maryland right now, Montgomery County. Uh, hat tip to Michelle Malkin who organized a really big rally down there against their just disgraceful immigration policies. They're now prohibiting Montgomery County folks in Maryland from having their local officers contact ICE. And, and, and we've seen an explosion in, in sexual assaults by illegal immigrants in Montgomery County. Uh, so it, it's just... Mm. You know, it's important we get these stories out there and people talk about them. And these incubator policies we see in blue states can go nationwide. Well, there was a California story last week that was fascinating. And it may be a topic you might not find interesting, but it speaks to, again, the utter failure of liberalism to grasp economic reality ever. Wall Street Journal editorial board, the world's dumbest housing policy. First, California makes homes unaffordable. Then it imposes statewide rent control. What is this story about? Ladies and gentlemen, California has some of the highest housing prices anywhere in the country. Um, if you've been to California, my wife and I, I don't want to say we visit there often, but often enough for us. And I, I've said, and I, I mean this, I'm not kidding around. I really enjoy California. I've never been treated obnoxiously by anyone in California. I, I mean it. I, I'm, we go to, we've spent time in Los Angeles, Beverly Hills. Uh, where were we at that? What was it? Mountain View, Paula, we gave that speech. Uh, Mountain, which is ver- a very liberal area. Was that Mountain View? Yeah, we spent t- The people there were wonderful. I never had one ill word said to me. I'm not kidding. So I'm the California residents who stay behind and fight the good fight. And listen, even the liberals in California, some of them, unfortunately very few, but some of them who are tolerant of others' beliefs, good for you. You're, you vote, do your thing. But there is unfortunately a, a, a psychotic far left liberal base in California that's ruining the state. So what's the gist of this story? The reason you can't buy a house in California in many of these high population areas is precisely because they have absolutely draconian zoning laws. You want to build on that plot, Joe? Mm-hmm. We need 62,546 environmental waivers first. When you're done with the environmental waivers, we need those uh Boy, those realtors from that, that Beverly Hills real estate show on Bravo to come in and give their checkmark or whatever. There is probably a 42,000 page manual on how to build a home in Los Angeles. Now, put yourself in a builder, put yourself in their shoes. If 42,000 pages of the California Construction Code and Environmental Laws have to be followed, who do you think's paying to hire lawyers and specialists to do that? The builders. Mm-hmm. To recoup their money on the building project, they have to charge extraordinary amounts of money. When you combine that with the California nimbyism, not in my backyard, you ain't building air, you ain't building air, you ain't building air, what do you have? You have a recipe for explosive housing costs and even higher rent sometimes. Now, instead of seeing through this, like the mayor of San Diego, who is a Republican, who had an interesting interview in the Wall Street Journal this weekend, by the way, talking about this problem, he's a Republican mayor in uh, San Diego. I, 
Hmm. Got to be honest with you, I was a little, I was unaware of that. I was kind of surprised. He's the only mayor, Republican mayor in the in the country in a city of a million or more, which was an interesting statistic. The reason he became the Republican mayor and one of his tenets is what he calls yimbyism. Yimbyism. Yeah. For yes, in my backyard. <laughs> he came out and said, no, we are not going to accept these high housing prices. I, I don't know the guy. I'm not vouching for him. I'm just saying I've read some of the portions of his piece. He said, no, no, we need to build more. And the building of more homes and apartments is what's going to, by supply and demand, Econ 101, bring down the prices. California, Joe, instead of, as the state, instead of seeing this, decides that rent control, which is another way to spike rents through the roof, rent control, putting a limit on what, every time you see a price control, what do you see? You see increased demand. Well, why? Why would you want increased demand? Why would you see increased demand after rent control? Because, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to price an apartment below what that apartment should actually cost on the market, increased people are going to demand it. If you price a Corvette at $30,000 rather than the 100000 some of the elite ones are worth, then you're going to see a bunch of people demanding Corvettes. Mm-hmm. You're going to see decreased supply. Why? Because you're not going to build apartments you can't make money on, just like you're not going to build Corvettes you can't make money on. You also see black markets and quality problems. Every single time you see a price control, you see those four things. Rent control is no different. You have increased demand and decreased supply. Instead of the brilliant liberals, and I use that term sarcastically, in California figuring this out, they've doubled down, Joe. And now they want to put a statewide 5% cap on rents. In other words, statewide rent control throughout the state looks like Newsom may sign it. So- you have high uh, rent costs because of rent control, so let's add it to the statewide. Now, as they point out in the editorial board piece, what's really going to happen now? Well, and I quote, the rent cap could encourage landlords to increase rents up to the 5% limit each year rather than actually responding to the market. No, no, you can put that in a bank. That is going to happen. It's not could. That will happen. Landowners might also decide it's more profitable to convert buildings to condos, which would further limit the stock of rentals. The biggest harm so far has been to increase uncertainty for developers. Building permits in the first seven months this year have fallen 17% compared to 2018, despite an increase in state subsidies. Mm. The only other time building permits have plunged by this much were during recessions. Folks, as I've said to you repeatedly, liberalism is a cancer. It is the religion of the stupid. I am sorry if that offends you, but it is true. It is people who believe in liberalism are devoid of facts or reality. They don't live in the real world. They live in a fantasy land. The problem is that would be okay. A lot of people live in fantasy lands for a variety of different reasons. But when your liberal fantasy land destroys the lives of others who can't find a house, can't rent an apartment, can't buy a condo, and can't house themselves in your great state of California because of precisely what you're doing, You are destroying the lives of others, and you are the problem. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Again, please pick up a copy of my books coming out next week. I really want to crack that top 10 on Amazon. It means a lot to me, and I appreciate your support. Some of you already picked it up already. Thank you very much. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble as well. Uh, It's called Exonerated. It's out now, going to be out on, excuse me, out on next Tuesday. But if you order it now, it'll be there just in time. It is the backstory of the movie script plot, how this was all all drawn out in advance. None of this stuff they tried against Trump was new. You're going to be, uh, it's a real eye opener. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.